It's podcast time again. Today's story is called My Super Weird Uncle. See you in a minute. It's the Storytime Shindig Podcast with your hosts, Shan McFadden and Henry the Talking Dog. Thanks for joining us on the Storytime Shindig Podcast, everybody. This is episode number eight. My name is Shan. I'm a children's author. I also am the writer and director for a kids theater group. And you can check out some of my stories at shanmcfadden.com. And now I'd like to introduce somebody very special. It's my co-host, Henry the Talking Dog. Hey, Henry. It's good to see everyone again. It's been a while, hasn't it? We've been away for a little while. Yes, but that was not because of me. That was because of you. Uh, yeah, I had to I had to take a little bit of time off. And why was that exactly? You know why. Well, I know why, but the, the listeners don't know why. They probably wonder where we've been. Oh, come on. You're not going to make me tell the story, are you? I actually am. <sighs> I'm going to insist. Okay, so we had to take a little bit of time off because... I gave myself a really bad haircut. It was terrible. It was it was the worst thing I've ever seen. I know, okay? It's just... Couldn't get out to get my hair cut, and so I did it myself, and it just... Something went wrong, and... It looked as though your head had been attacked by a furious chipmunk. All right. Come on. I still don't understand why we couldn't do the show. I just... I couldn't come into the studio with this terrible haircut. I knew you'd give me a hard time about it. I would, and I did. And I still am doing it now. <laughs> anyway, my hair's grown back in now. You could have just worn a hat. Oh, yeah. That would have been the, that would have been the intelligent choice. So, anyway... Today's story is going to be really, really fun. This is a story about superheroes. Oh, I like superheroes. So do I. I am like a huge superhero fan. I always like to think if I was a superhero, I'd probably want to have super strength. That would be useful. Opening jars and... Yeah, or... No, 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 wait, wait. I'd want to, I'd want to be able to turn invisible. That would be the coolest. You could sneak into movies? I wouldn't do something like that. Not if I was a superhero. That's a terrible way to use your superhero powers. I'm just saying you could. Yeah, but but no, no, wait, wait, wait. Oh, I know. I'd like to be able to shoot like laser beams out of my eyes and, and my fingertips. Why stop there? How about your nose? Oh, yeah, laser beams out of my nose. Maybe your ears? Oh, yeah, laser beams out of like everywhere, out of like my belly button and my like toes and you could shoot laser beams out of your armpits oh yeah throw my arms in the air and then pew 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 there is one problem with that though oh what's that you'd ruin all of your t-shirts oh yeah okay maybe not the armpits maybe not the belly button or the toes maybe just like the eyes i think that's reasonable what about you henry what kind of superpower would you want well interestingly enough as you probably know uh, my uncle is Ultra Dog. Oh, yeah, your uncle's Ultra Dog. He's like a great superhero. Ultra Dog can fly. That's right, I'd like to fly like him. He spins his tail, and then he kind of flies around like a helicopter. It's really cool. Oh, that would be awesome. Yes, I could terrify quite a few squirrels. <laughs> Maybe dive bomb a few cats. <laughs> That's not very nice. Cats aren't very nice. All right, let's not get into the whole cat thing again. Anyway, oh, did you hear that? Smelly humor alert. Oh my gosh. Well, you know what that means. There might be a little bit of smelly humor in this story. I think it's pretty much guaranteed. 
Yes, it is. That's right. So there might be a little bit of stinky stuff going on in this story. Maybe some kind of references to something smelly. That's pretty much your trademark, isn't it? <laughs> I guess it is. You're right. Uh... Oh, and Adventure Peril, that's right. There's going to be a bit of excitement in this. You might get a little bit worried about the characters, so so just be warned, you might, uh, you might get a little bit excited. That's not necessarily a bad thing. Very true, very true. Okay, so let's give a listen to My Super Weird Uncle. My Super Weird Uncle. Written and read by Shan McFadden. Ruby was just finishing her breakfast when her mother said, Your father and I have an appointment today, and your uncle is going to look after you for a few hours. Ruby stopped eating her cereal and frowned. Which uncle do you mean exactly? You know which uncle I'm talking about, said her mother. Oh, no, not Uncle Dave. Yes, said her mother. Your Uncle Dave is going to look after you today. We needed a favor, and he was nice enough to offer, so I want you to be on your very best behavior for him. But, Mom, he's so embarrassing. You don't think he'll wear the suit, do you? I'm pretty sure he'll wear the suit, honey. Ah, I'm not leaving this house if he's wearing that suit. Her mother looked Ruby right in the eye and said, you will do whatever your uncle asks. But, Mom, that's so unfair. What if... You will do whatever your uncle asks, her mother repeated. Do you understand? Okay, okay, whatever. Uncle Dave arrived at the front door a few hours later, and just as Ruby had feared, he was wearing the suit. The suit was a bright red spandex bodysuit that went from his neck all the way down to his toes. He had a big bright yellow belt and bright yellow boots. He wore a red mask that covered his eyes, and on his chest was emblazoned a big capital M made out of lightning bolts. Good morning, young lady, said Uncle Dave. Hi, Uncle Dave, grumbled Ruby. Look at the size of you. You must have grown a foot since the last time I saw you. Why, it seems like yesterday you were only nine years old. I'm still only nine, Uncle Dave. Right, but the last time I saw you, you were a teeny-weeny tiny little nine. And now you're a great big nine. Ruby scowled. Uncle Dave covered his face and pretended to be scared. Oh, please don't hurt me, big girl. Please, have mercy. Then he laughed and said, I'm just putting you on. What do you say we head out of here, huh? Ruby peeked out the front door to see if any of her friends were watching. Um, can't we just stay in and watch TV? Watch TV? That thing will rot your brain. No, we don't need any boring TV where we're going. Well, then where are we going? Uncle Dave grinned at her with big gleaming teeth. We're going to the mall. The mall? exclaimed Ruby. This was a nightmare. All of her friends would be at the mall. I don't want to go to the mall. Come on, it'll be tons of fun, said Uncle Dave. No, I'd really rather not. Come on, seriously. Ruby, called her mother from the kitchen. Remember what I said. And Ruby remembered. And then she said, oh, Okay, Uncle Dave. Things got worse when Uncle Dave walked them to the bus stop. Uncle Dave, why do we have to take the bus? whined Ruby, looking around nervously. Magnificent man, said Uncle Dave. What? Magnificent man. 
When we're out in public, you call me Magnificent Man. He pointed to the M on his chest. See? M for Magnificent. Uncle Dave is my secret identity. Gotta keep that secret on the down low, know what I mean? Okay. Why do we have to take the bus, Uncle? Uh, uh, uh. Right, sorry. Why do we need to take the bus? Can't we just take your van? Nope, sorry, kiddo. The Magnificent Mobile is in the shop. Getting a little brake work done. Besides, public transportation is better for the environment, and it helps to build a sense of community. The bus ride was very embarrassing. Everyone was staring at Uncle Dave. Some people were whispering, and some people were laughing. Ruby was mortified, but Uncle Dave seemed not to notice. He made small talk with people and stood up to let an old lady have his seat when the bus got really full. At one point, he leaned over to Ruby and whispered, This is all the reward I need. To see their smiling faces and to know they feel safe, this is what makes it all worthwhile. Ruby had no idea what he was talking about. When they got to the mall, Ruby pulled the hood of her sweater up so high that it hung down over her eyes. She was hoping that no one would recognize her. Uncle Dave took one look at her and beamed proudly. Look at you, thinking of getting into the family business, huh? I can get you a real mask, you know. And I have been thinking of picking up a sidekick when the time's right. A sidekick? What the heck do you need a sidekick for, Uncle? Uh, uh, I mean, magnificent man. Why, for fighting evil, of course. There's evil everywhere, and I've sworn to protect this city from it. That's why we've come here today. To the mall? Yeah. The mall can be a very evil place. In fact, it's one of the most evil places in the whole city. The mall? What's so evil about the mall? All the supervillains hang out at the mall. Well, when they're not committing heinous crimes, that is. Ruby crossed her arms and gave Uncle Dave a dirty look. There's no such things as supervillains, and if there were, they wouldn't hang out at the mall. Nonsense. I've had dozens of run-ins with supervillains at this very mall. There's the Green Gobbler, Captain Destroyo, Mr. Muffler. Oh, and you remember the Filthy Farter. The Filthy Farter? That was just some guy who farted while we were lined up for the movies. Don't kid yourself, Ruby. That was no ordinary fart. Don't you remember the smell? Pure evil. In fact, it made my eyes water. No, that was no run-of-the-mill fart. That was an atomic fart if I've ever smelled one. Set to stun, I imagine. If he'd had his fart set to kill, well, I prefer not to think about what would have happened. Ruby was getting frustrated. She was about to tell him that he was a crazy weirdo when Uncle Dave spied an ice cream shop. Oh, ice cream, he squealed, clapping his hands excitedly. Come on, let's give ourselves a treat. Uncle Dave ordered a triple scoop of French vanilla, while Ruby got a small fudge sundae. As the man at the counter scooped the ice cream, Uncle Dave leaned over and said, Sprinkles for me, please. Can I have sprinkles too? asked Ruby. Sorry, kiddo. Sprinkles are for heroes only. Then he gave her a wink. Oh, and for sidekicks too, I imagine. Ruby rolled her eyes. Fine, I'll be your sidekick, but just for today. Uncle Dave was very excited. Excellent, excellent. Now we need to get your costume. What do you prefer, a full-body leotard or a little number with a skirt and a cape? No costume. I'll just be a secret sidekick, like an undercover secret agent. Uncle Dave looked disappointed, but still smiled. That's fine. Yeah, good thinking, little Ruby. They ate their ice cream in silence. Everyone in the mall was looking at Uncle Dave and pointing. Ruby pulled her hood down a little lower and pouted while she gobbled up her sundae. Then she heard someone calling her. Ruby, 
Hey, hey, Ruby, is that you? Ruby looked up and then quickly covered her face. Who's that? said Uncle Dave with a mouthful of French vanilla. Nobody. It's just Veronica. She's a girl I know. Well, why don't you invite her over for ice cream? My treat. No, said Ruby. She glanced up to see Veronica surrounded by a crowd of girls. They were all pointing at Uncle Dave and laughing. I don't want her to see me. Aha, I see you're taking this sidekick thing pretty seriously now. Good. Keep that secret identity secret. It's your only defense against the Legion of Evil. Then he rubbed his chin for a moment and said, This Veronica looks awfully familiar. You don't happen to know who her father is, do you? Yeah, he's Dr. Barbarum. Gadzooks, she's the daughter of Dr. Barbarian, the evil genius? No, she's the daughter of Dr. Barbarum, the orthodontist. A clever ruse if ever there was one. But I can tell you this much, he's no orthodontist. The only teeth he pulls are the teeth of goodness. And then he fills them with cavities of criminal mischief. Uh, not even a supervillain would let his daughter go to the mall alone. If Veronica is here, then Dr. Barbarian must be close by. We have to follow her. No, yelled Ruby. But Uncle Dave grabbed her by the wrist and dragged her through the crowd of shoppers. They followed Veronica and her friends all around the mall. Uncle Dave tried to look inconspicuous, but of course it didn't work. Ruby hid behind him as much as she could and prayed that Veronica wouldn't recognize her again. Shh, said Uncle Dave, even though Ruby wasn't speaking. The two of them were hiding behind a trash can, but both of Uncle Dave's big red shoulders stuck out on either side. Look, she's doing something. She's trying on shoes. I bet they're evil shoes, whispered Uncle Dave. There's no such thing as evil shoes, said Ruby. She wasn't whispering anymore. She put her hands on her hips and glared at Uncle Dave. There are no such things as supervillains either, or evil geniuses, or even superheroes. Go on now, Ruby. You know that isn't true. It is true. You're not a superhero, you know. You're just a big weirdo in a dumb red suit, and you make me feel embarrassed. I didn't even want to come here today. Mom made me do it, and I wish she hadn't. Uncle Dave looked really sad, and as soon as she'd said it, Ruby felt bad for what she'd said. All right, Ruby. If that's how you feel, I'll take you home. Ruby looked down at the floor, ashamed while she followed Uncle Dave toward the mall entrance. Leaving so soon, magnificent man, spoke a cruel, cold voice from behind them. Ruby turned around quickly to see a tall, skinny man with a bald head and a small white beard. He was wearing a silver three-piece suit with a white belt and blue goggles, and he was holding something behind his back. Dr. Barbarum? said Ruby. I prefer to go by my real name, actually, Dr. Barbarian. But you know me well, don't you, magnificent man? Yes, I know your brand of villainy, doctor, said Uncle Dave. Ruby was shocked to see how big Uncle Dave seemed all of a sudden. He was standing up tall and flexing his muscles. He pointed at Dr. Barbarian and said, Whatever evil plan you've concocted, I'm here to tell you that it just won't work. But it already has, because here you are, and you've fallen right into my trap. Uncle Dave pulled Ruby behind him protectively. She'd started shivering with fear and pushed herself against Uncle Dave's huge back. I knew it was a trap as soon as I saw your daughter. And I knew that you'd know it was a trap, 
And I also anticipated that you'd know that I knew that you knew it was a trap. But you want to know the truly delicious part? I thought that you'd know that I knew that you'd know that I knew that you knew I knew it was a trap, and you didn't! Ha 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 ha! Enough talk, vile scum. Make your move, snarled Uncle Dave. Oh, I'll make my move, don't you worry. But I won't be making it alone. Two men stepped out of the crowd and stood on either side of Dr. Barbarian. One was wearing an olive-colored turkey costume. The other was wearing a grimy pair of brown overalls and was surrounded in a cloud of yellow smoke. The green gobbler. And the filthy farter. I knew it was only a matter of time before you threw your lot in with this fiend. Well, your legion of wickedness will be short-lived. Oh, we'll see about that, shouted Dr. Barbarian. Get him, boys! The green gobbler started gobbling wildly and spinning his razor-sharp wings in ferocious circles. He lunged at Uncle Dave, who scooped the gobbler up and lifted him over his head. Then with a mighty thrust, Uncle Dave tossed the bird-like villain over the crowd and sent him smashing into the window of a sporting goods store. The filthy farter turned quickly, aimed his rear end at Uncle Dave and let one rip. The force of the blast knocked people flying in all directions, but Uncle Dave maintained his footing. Seeing his foe still conscious, the farter readied another deadly fart. But before he could release his fatal flatulence, Uncle Dave leaped toward him and kicked him square in the buttocks. The fart backfired, and the filthy farter was blown clear across the mall where he collided with a brick wall. Ruby couldn't believe what she was seeing. Rubble and debris littered the mall. People were screaming and running for the exits. And in the middle of it all, her weird Uncle Dave was fighting supervillains and winning. That's it, Doctor. Your cronies are finished and you're on your own. Surrender and you won't get hurt. Oh, I'm not worried about being hurt, Magnificent Man, or about surrendering, because you see, I'm not nearly as alone as you might think. And with that, he pulled out the device he'd been hiding behind his back. Not when I have my rocket launcher. Ruby, get down, shouted Uncle Dave, shoving her behind him. Uncle Dave, screamed Ruby as she tumbled through the air. Then Dr. Barbarian pulled the trigger. There was a huge explosion and a massive burst of light and smoke. The walls of the mall shook and store windows shattered. The sound was so loud that Ruby could barely hear her own voice as she shouted, Uncle Dave, Uncle Dave, Uncle Dave. She crawled through the wreckage looking frantically for Magnificent Man, but she couldn't see any sign of movement. Suddenly, Uncle Dave stepped out of a cloud of smoke. He had a small rip in the chest of his suit, but other than that, he was untouched. I'm fine, but you have to remember to call me Magnificent Man, okay? Oh, okay, said Ruby in a shocked voice. Then Uncle Dave turned and with his hands on his hips said, You see, Doctor, evil never wins, not even at the mall. It can't be. You, you can't be invincible. It's impossible. Oh, it's possible. It's darn possible. And now you're going to jail. No, no, I refuse to fail. You'll never stop me. Dr. Barbarian clicked a button on his belt and a jetpack appeared on his back. With a tremendous blast, he took off, soaring toward the mall skylight and freedom. Uncle Dave leaped straight up, 20 feet into the air, and grabbed Dr. Barbarian by his silver trousers. He yanked the villain's pants down around his ankles, exposing his skinny white legs and his pink polka-dotted underpants. No! Stop looking at my undies! screamed Dr. Barbarian. 
He scrambled frantically to pull up his pants and then lost control of the jetpack. With a crash, he smacked into the ceiling and tumbled to the ground, unconscious. Uncle Dave dusted himself off and then gave Ruby a big hug. You okay, kiddo? Ruby didn't know what to say. She stared at Uncle Dave with her mouth open. Uh, Uncle Dave? I, I mean magnificent, man. We're alone now. You can call me Uncle Dave. Uncle Dave, you really are a superhero. <laughs> That's what they tell me. Ah, oh, jeez, will you look at this mess? Why do the villains always have to make such a wreck of everything? Just once I'd like to run into a guy who uses a pillow gun. Or maybe a bomb full of muffins or something like that. Uncle Dave's stomach grumbled and he grinned. Mmm, muffins. That's what I could go for right now. A big brand muffin. What do you say we hit a coffee shop on the way home? Okay, said Ruby. She held Uncle Dave's hand as they walked through the smoke and wreckage. Uncle Dave? Yeah? I think I'd like a cape. A what? A cake? I'm not sure they have cake at the coffee shop, but we can always ask. No, a cape. For my sidekick costume. I want a cape. Is that right? said Uncle Dave with a smile. Well, that sounds pretty good to me. Capes are in fashion this year, you know. I've been thinking of getting one myself. I never really considered myself a cape kind of guy before, but I guess you really never know. And Uncle Dave was right. Because it was true. You really never know. The End <laughs> Written and read by Shan McFadden. Produced, recorded, and music composed by Christian McFadden. Recorded at the Obtuse Caboose Studios. So that was the story. Well, I'll tell you, I enjoy superheroes. It had a great twist. I like the, I like the, the weird uncle. Uh, it turns out to be a superhero. I love that. Yeah, that was pretty cool, right? Plus, he seemed to be hungry all the time, and that was good, because I can identify with that. Oh, you know what would be so fun? We could play superheroes. I could go put my cape on, and we could, like, run around, and... No, I think you're embarrassing yourself now. <sighs> all right. Anyway, thanks, everybody, for listening to another episode of the Storytime Shindig podcast. We're so glad to have you here. And if you want to check out some of my other stories, go to shanmcfadden.com. Thanks for being here, Henry. It was my pleasure. Goodbye, everyone. This podcast was written by Shan McFadden and produced by Henry the Talking Dog. Intro music by Kevin McLeod. <laughs>